The Spin-Off Podcast Network. At Zed, we're all about moving with the times. And now it's time to be part of the climate change solution and move on from fossil fuels. As a company providing fuel to people all over the country, we also know we have a real opportunity to lead that change. We're committed to keeping Aotearoa moving by providing the right energy for everyone. We believe that innovation in fuel and how it's used can make a huge difference to our planet. Find out more at z.co.nz. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. I burped to the right. The right is my private place. (laughs) Kia ora koutou, welcome to The Real Pod. We are all in attendance. My name is Jane Yee. I'm joined by Alex Casey and Duncan Grieve. Samuel is on the controls and... Almost none of us are in the same room together. Well, Samuel and I are. Like, we showed up. The know? disgusting brothers. The disgusting brothers, that's right. <laughs> where, where have you been for the last few weeks, Duncan? So I get to be Tom in this, right? Why do you think I'm Greg? Because oh, you're tall okay. and you're like not even here. No, it's, you know? this is just Gangly. <laughs> Problematic. Duncan, explain yourself. Where have you been? Um, uh, yeah, I've been in North America um, I've been in Austin, Texas, uh, and and in the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. Fancy. That's nice. Nice little holly bobs. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. I went for a friend's 40th birthday, and um, I read a book about HBO, and I wasn't on any of the platforms. Um, I got a reasonable sort of a tan, I would characterize it as. Um, ate a lot of tacos, a lot of quite bad margaritas. Um, don't want to tell Mexicans how to make margaritas. But, but I just want to cut to the point that everyone, the question everyone has on their lips right now. Did you come back with a new chain? No, I tried. <laughs> like, believe me, I tried. I went to Chichen Itza, which is one of the seven wonders of the world, like modern edition, while also being 600 years old or so. Um, which is this really cool pyramid that you might remember from such cinematic masterpieces as Mel Gibson's Apocalypto. Um, <laughs> and uh, I got sold what I thought was a chain with like a, a Mayan calendar thing on it. <laughs> it's really oh, bad. my God. Wow. But no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, a calendar. Lu- Lu- Luis explained it to me. It's Well, the Mayan calendar is quite a different like visual format to the one okay. you're used to. And um, I bought it and I was really excited and I was walking away and then the chappy who sold it to me was like, oh, no, that's just the amulet. It's not the chain itself. And I'm like, I don't think that was true. But um, 
we ended up having this sort of vaguely tense standoff, and and I ended up walking away with this like ferociously expensive tiny thing without a chain. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm going to do with that as a sort of like I, I I can't really afford to buy a chain for it now. Um, Can you add it to a pre-existing chain? Well, but it's silver, and all my pre-existing oh. chains, as you know, are gold. Oh, you um, can't be doing that. So no, look, it's it's a situation. It's an evolving story. Uh, I'm excited to see you rocking an amulet around the office. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, look, I, I am too, um, but it could be some years before, before that is that dream is realised. <laughs> we'll all be yelling out, Duncan, how many weeks till Christmas without your amulet? That's right. Like, the Mayan calendar is really cool. Uh, we had this guy called Luis who I just who who said that he was the second best guide to these uh, Mayan ruins. And when we asked who the best was, he just pointed up, which is just oh, such wow. a cool move. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, look, um, big Louis guy now, and uh, and yeah, I had, I had a great time. I had a great time. But Thank you. Not as good a time as you're having right now here in the Real Pod Studio. Well, that's true. The fact that, as I was saying to Alex off here, my actual highlight of the trip was um, the brief occasions where I got to sneak away and watch the weddings and then the reunion special of Married at First Sight. Just stay on in the indoors where the air conditioning is strong and the internet signal most powerful and, um, and watch a, a pirate stream of uh, the glorious conclusion to the greatest goddamn season of reality TV ever to have existed. God, it feels like forever ago now, though, doesn't it? We've really moved on. Though we do have a little bit of maths, post-maths news coming up later in Reality Check. Before we get underway proper, I need to ask Alex, uh, how are you doing in Christchurch, Alex? I'm doing good, thank you, Jane. I've also been away, not quite not quite North America, but definitely... Um, Hanma. <laughs> you saw some celebs, which we will get onto in the real news. Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, I think Hanma Springs is the seventh wonder of the world, to be fair. <laughs> uh, I was very impressed. That... I thought it was a fantastic little resort. Oh, hang town. on, which one, are you, which one are you knocking off then? Because there's already seven. Do you want to add what are one they? to make it? The Sky Tower. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, there's the, the Coliseum, the Taj Mahal, Oof. the Pyramids of Giza, which is the only surviving of the original wonders. Um, uh, Niagara Falls? The Incan city of Machu Picchu. Is Niagara Falls one or? No, that's a natural world. Like, like these are man made oh, ones. Cool how I don't part. even know the very basics of this thing. Well, like, I didn't know all that much until I found out that we were three hours away from a, from a wonder and um, <laughs> bravely uh, dro- drove there <laughs> in a very straight line. Um, really patting myself on the back for being being a hero. You're and a whole new you. You're like very cultured all of a sudden. Yeah, thank you. With your, with your amulets and your, your wonders. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would just like to add the conical thrill in particular, which is a slide, <laughs> a man-made slide. I think that should be the eighth wonder, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> was that, that was that was the best part of your hammer time. It was terrific. God, it's been a while since you you know you do a good hydro slide. You don't you know you get old and you stop going going down slides and stuff like that. But no one will judge you at Hanmer Springs. You can go on the slides as much as you want. So what do you think is the? Do they have an age cap? Like you know that you must be this tall to go on this ride. Like you can't be this old to go on this ride. It's got to be over one hundred and twenty centimeters, and you go. I thought you were going to say one hundred and twenty years. It. So that's yeah. very niche. No, I saw some very old woman coming down the conical thrill and she looked 
really scared, but yeah, happy feel, at the I'm end. I'm surprised you did. That sounds like an Alex Casey story, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to this old lady who went on a hydro slide. <laughs> 5,000 clicks. If you want to partake in a conversation probably more stimulating than this, then head to The Real Pod Corner on Facebook. Also, we are um, in Discord. You can find the links to both of those in the show notes for this episode. We must crack on into the real news. Guys, the recession's looking to be real bad, like really bad. But more importantly, we're not talking about that stuff here. It's not about the oh. bad times, it's about the worst times. And in this case, a yucky Fijoa festival is happening in Whanganui. <laughs> oh. What are the dates? I'll go. Okay, the dates are bring your spare Fijoas or pick some up, <laughs> dress in your finest green clothes. There will be Fijoa-inspired activities. Bring a Fijoa-based dish to share for morning tea and there'll be prizes for the biggest, smallest and ugliest Fijoas. There'll be music and singing, p- presumably... Fijoa themed. Someone this, so I got this from the Real Pod Corner, which is my news source now. And um, someone knew someone who had been asked to perform a musician, and they've been invited <laughs> to change out uh, song lyrics to make them Fijoa themed. I love this. <laughs> this is a massive story. We got to send someone. This is copyright us, by the way. <laughs> I tell, tell you who you're not. It sending. sounds stinky. Me. I don't want to go. Take the amulet. It will protect you. (laughs) I don't think that's how amulets work. They're not like nose clips. You ward off the smells. It's happening happening this weekend. So if you're around the Whanganui area, head to the uh, Whanganui River Markets. It's just going to be Fijoabulous. Fijoabulous. Really just shoehorn that in there. And not only that. Here's the biggest, very the lead. Yes, it's back for 2023. So this is not even the first time. <laughs> it's the seventh. It's not their first feed Jodio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the eighth wonder of the world. It really is. The, 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 the feed Jodio or this podcast. <laughs> eight, <laughs> eight, eighth and really... ninth, I say. Uh, Alex, please tell us about these celebrities. I can wait no longer. Tell me about oh. the celebrities. Okay, so I did a tease in our group chat. I said I saw two celebrities at Hanmer Springs over the weekend. And I thought as a throwback, you might remember in lockdown uh, when I was walking around Mount Eden every day, I would do the masked celeb of the mountain and I'd give a cryptic clue. So I've got a cryptic clue for you. This was someone I saw in a hot pool. (laughs) Sounds like a poem. (laughs) I actually just jotted it down. It doesn't make any sense. I've got to get up early to make sure no time is wasted in this pool. Okay, it's someone who does breakfast, radio or television. Am I correct? You're in the right world. I'm in the right world. I don't want to guess because I feel like it's offensive if I get it wrong, if I've taken the wrong emphasis word. Wasted. Yeah. Um, Someone who deals with trash or rubbish. Is it Hayley Holt? No. (laughs) Good guess, (laughs) but no. (laughs) You're going to have to narrow it down for us, Alex. Well, you're right. He wakes up early. He just released a book called Wasted. It was only Guy and Espinar. Guy and (laughs) Espinar. Recent fold guess. Is he? And he doesn't actually wake up early. But didn't he used to? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Ages ago. It's good enough. It's good enough. Can you repeat the clue? It's all in the wash. Got to get up early. Make sure no time is wasted. Used to got to get up early. Yeah, but that doesn't work. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the other one I couldn't be bothered writing a clue for. It was Kida from F Boy Island NZ, <laughs> who will mean nothing to anyone. But I immediately clocked her and I was like, that's Kida. But no one would probably know because nobody watched. But well, I, I watched no. and I see all. Alex, I have to say, you, uh, you've got some stiff competition because Alice S in the corner is gunning for your title. What's this, she got? This from here. Having some serious corny moments in the last week. Like, since last Thursday, I've seen Julia Sloan at a bar. Art Green made me a scent bag at a house and garden tour. Almost walked into Anne Batley Burton earlier tonight in a restaurant, presumably non-solo pizza, uh, and then was looking at a painting through a window, turned around and saw a framed portrait of Colin Sarah Jeffrey on the wall. Oh, and John and Brona Key walked past us tonight, but did not see Max, so didn't think it was qualified as corner-related. Incorrect. It is corner-related. Yeah, it's no, a that's huge, corner huge wall in, in one week. Is this, is this the, the, person just doing, like... Orbiting Parnell. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely spending some time in Parnell. <laughs> Just sitting on one of those fold-out chairs with the beer cup holders. <laughs> the camp chair. Um, the, the framed portrait of Colmartha or Jeffrey. I'm interested. Self-commissioned, do you reckon? We've seen this. This was on a bus stop for a time. We've, 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 this, is, this is a part of our history. You've seen this before. <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know where, I don't know how. <laughs> but I know what this is. The Colin Mathura Jeffrey portrait. It was Is it an oil is it oils? Yeah, it's like beautiful and he's wearing like a hat with a peacock feather in it and whatnot. Oh yes, I do know that now that you mentioned the hat with the feather and the peacock and the whatnot. I cannot find I do. Oh, no, here's some evidence of it. New Zealand Portrait Gallery. Wow. Yeah. Who who's it by it by? Who's the fancy artist? Um Colin Layla Attire. It's called A Sip at a Time. Acrylic oh, on board. Golly. Wow. I could I could really have that in my house. I've had a portrait done. I had a portrait done by a guy called Martin Welch, um, back when I was on in C four and he did a whole bunch of them. He did two of me. My nose just looks ginormous. I don't know if that's if if I just don't recognise that in myself on a day-to-day basis, but certainly ginormous in these, these portraits. So, like, Jackie Brown, there was one of Jackie Brown, there were a few other people. I can't remember who they all were, um, but he did two of me, and one of them sold to someone in Paratide Drive. Whoa. Whoa. Could have been so I can only assume that Gilda Kirkpatrick, Kilpatrick? Kirkpatrick? Kirk one of the Patricks, has got, um, has got this portrait of me. The other one... Um, years after the fact, they got in touch and were like, didn't sell, can't get any money for it. Did you want, you want, it? Did you want it for 200 bucks? <laughs> did, did you? you? Did you? Yes, and it's at my mum and dad's house now. Aww. Yeah. I want to see it. Nice. That uh, should be in the museum. Yeah, well, I'm sure we could. I don't think they want it. Could, How's your nose in that museum? one? Oh, no, big, big, big. Still big? Big, what, big, big. Have you considered just going and just retouching it? Um, no, I haven't, but that's a great lady. call. You could that's do it. Um, Mr. Bean, Whistler's mother. I did watch Mr. Bean's <laughs> Ultimate Disaster movie when I was in Hanma. <laughs> Still good? Still good. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Alex, I don't know. You, I feel like you're the person who will know about this, this, this question. Is Suzanne Paul the next Briscoe's oh. lady? Is, she, is there a succession plan here? What's going on? I'm on the story. 
No one will talk. Briscoe's has gone to ground. The agency that makes their ads is not replying to my emails. Suzanne Paul and Tammy Wells, both radio silent. So I've had to go to the second tier. I've talked to some marketing experts. I've talked to Hayden Donnell, <laughs> oh, media watcher. See, he's, he's clinging to second tier by a fingernail. Eh? Media watcher and a man who famously tried to put Suzanne Paul in a glass case and get it to Te Papa. Um, and there's a few different options here. I talked to Bodo Lang, who is a professor in marketing at Massey University, and he thinks it's a succession plan. He uh, thinks they're doing okay. a two-month kind of duo and then there'll be a handover. Now, it's not often that you would hand over to someone significantly older <laughs> and more famous, and more famous <laughs> than the pre-existing person. Um, so that's one of the options. I also suggested it could be possibly a reaction to, you know, the, the, the tightening purses and stuff that Briscoe's hit the big red button and said we need to bring in, <laughs> you know, the biggest yarn of all time to get people to keep spending. Suzanne Paul can sell anything to anyone. So maybe it's just going to be the two of them forever. I don't know. It's a crazy mystery. Apparently there are TV ads as well, but I haven't seen, I haven't come across them. I have a confession. Mm. This is not going to surprise you at all. It's my life goal to be the Briscoe's lady. I've heard the urban legends of her being flown up once every six weeks to record a bunch of promos and then just flies back home and lives her life on a beautiful big lifestyle block and getting paid heaps of money just for that. It feels like once every six week job. She she's very in line to be like just sell her likeness forever and just have AI be the Briscoe's lady. Because very limited like the total phraseology of the Briscoe's lady has got to be like sixty words. And once you've struck a few poses, what with, with generative AI being advancing as fast as it is, I feel like that could be a centuries-long dividend to, to her, um, you know, her ancestors. I don't think you're helping my case for becoming the next Briscoe's lady. Well, you could Duncan. be the, like, Andy Circus. <laughs> Yeah, the mocap. (laughs) She has absolutely nailed it. Also, because, you know, she famously wears a wig in the Briscoes ads. The fact that she gets to just whip it off. Has that ever been reported? Go back to the farm. (laughs) Are we breaking that? No, well, it's like it's mentioned in almost all profiles of her. Um, Hayden Donnell did actually write an entire story about it, but we spiked it at the last minute because we thought it was maybe offensive. Yeah. It's still in the back end, though. You know, maybe we could start like a um, secret Patreon. We should have a day when it. we when we just publish all of our um, <laughs> almost enough spikes. The cursed takes, yeah. but yeah, it's very interesting because I only saw it in a GIF on the New Zealand Herald site, and it was the Briscoes lady on her own, and then the GIF changed, and it was like doorbuster deals, and Suzanne Paul enters the frame. Oh, so so it was like a an ad. It wasn't like a news story. No, it's an ad. Yeah. Just I was going to say they can't start doing GIFs. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Reddit's popping off. There are at least seven comments on this. Um, And Taffy the Wonder Dog has posited this question. If Tina from Turner's and Suzanne Paul had a knife fight, who would win? Tina from Turner's. Have you seen Tina from Turner's? Yeah, but I also think you underestimate Suzanne Paul. I don't think it would be an easy win. I, I give Tina the win, but I think, I mean, Suzanne Paul has now got a lot of knives at her disposal. That's true. If it's a, just a volume this game, she <laughs> could, who has the most she knives? She could pad herself out with bambillos, of course. <laughs> but yes, it's a it's a rip in the fabric of the universe, and it's exciting. Hopefully, by the time this podcast is out, there's a good story by me about it on the spinoff. <laughs> and if not, don't steal my ideas. <laughs> Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? 
Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of stealing ideas, the corns have seen some activity on the internet of people putting wine, still wine, through soda streams uh, to create bubbly wine. And they've sacrificed themselves for the cause. And uh, some of them have been having a wee go at experimenting with this. And apparently it works. Is it yum? I don't know. There's a, I've had Emma said for science, I attempted this today. I did. A half bottle, a very short anxious burst on the gas, probably got to about five. Uh, I think it would still work without the anxiety, but gradually released the pressure and voila, fizzy wine. Wow. Could you do it with it... milk? What? Whoa. Wow. Why? <laughs> Why, Why not? <laughs> what? So has there been fizzy milk? Is that... No, I don't know. I'm just wondering. Okay, you can hear about don't, fizzy milk. Don't steal this you from don't. Alex. <laughs> I mean... It feels like if milk were to be fizzy, that would be setting off your like receptors saying this has gone bad. True, you know? true. Like when a good milk goes bad. I would like oh. to try that. I think you should. Do you have a soda stream machine? I do. Oh, would it wreck the soda stream? No, you'd just have to immediately just do flush it, it with out. Water. Flush it out because it's just going out, isn't it? God, it's, it's amazing out. technology. But what couldn't you fizz up? What happens if you fizz up something that's already fizzy? Can, Can you fizz bomb? soup? <laughs> Wow. I can see what you're going to be up to for the next week, Alex. This is, a, this is a story. I think we might have to cut, cut this out. <laughs> Don't worry. No one is stealing this one, Duncan. <laughs> can you fizz soap? Um, oh, this, this next story is highly relevant to me because I have children at home. That's why I'm at home at the moment, uh, school holidays, and my twins are so into Bluey and my, my daughter has been quite sick lately with the various rounds of gastro and colds and just buggy bugs. Um, it's been a lot of time at home and her go-to, she just like lays down and watches Bluey after Bluey after Bluey after Bluey. So I'm very well versed in Bluey now. Great show. But Alex, what's the news? Neil Finn is having a cameo on Bluey. One line, I believe. <laughs> One line? <laughs> Playing a doctor, a dog. Is everyone a dog? I've never seen it. Is it World of Dogs? Yeah. Dog World. Yeah, so he has one line as a um, dog doctor. Pretty good. What's the? Oh, I suppose we don't know the line. That would be a huge spoiler alert, wouldn't it? I think it actually is in the story, but I'm certainly not going to open it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all find out in due course. Well, I will at least. I mean, it's just, 
I like I added that to the doc because I just like to bring up. It's been about two weeks of um, me not talking about the fact that Neil Finn crashed into my car once, <laughs> and I while just want to just want to re up that story while I was listening to Crowded House. And um, have you ever written that down on the internet? I actually think I have multiple times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once a year say. it comes out, but no, good on him. Good to see Kiwis on on the world stage. <laughs> I can follow that up with a really. Uh, I'm sure I've said this too, and I probably said it right off the back of your Neil Finn car prank <laughs> story that um, I once very accidentally and very remorsefully, um, whoopsie, went through a red light with all of Betch Duper in the car in town one time. Whoa. I know. I know. Uh, we're all still alive to tell the tale, but just keep your keep your eyes on For the For those lights, who don't know, Betch Duper is Liam Finn. And was it was it when there was the other Finn as well, the, 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 Elroy? the younger brother, no, Elroy Finn? No, it was very, it was, it was, Baby Finn it was days. Just Liam. Yeah. So basically, I've got to get into some drama with Sharon. Yeah. Maybe I need to like. You need to smash a sh- chandelier. Smash a chandelier is the only way. <laughs> okay, I'm on it. Okay, uh, and our last bit of real news. It's quite sad news for anyone who likes Phantom of the Opera. It is no more. Well, it's no more on Broadway. Um, the final curtain came down on Sunday, ending Broadway's longest running show. There were standing 13,981 performances. It's amazing you've been counting them all these years, Duncan. Well done. You have to count them no more. All right? You are released pretty, pretty from that duty. Pretty good knowledge. Uh, it ended with a reprise of the music of the night formed by the current cast plus previous actors, including the original star Sarah Brightman. Uh, and Andrew Lloyd Webber took to the stage. He dedicated it to his son who died after a battle with gastric cancer and pneumonia, which is very sad. And... Um, just, I, I think it's the end, end, because it says here the production first opened in London in 1986. Since then, it's been seen by more than 145 million people in 183 cities Whoa. and performed in 17 languages, over 70,000 performances. On Broadway alone, it's grossed more than 1.3 billion. Far out. Have you guys seen it? No. I have actually a really good home video recording of me <laughs> playing uh, Christine. Um, oh, just in the lounge. Put that in the corner. My sister is playing, the, 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 playing the Phantom and she's got a latex witch's mask on backwards. Um, and it's very, very, very dramatic, extremely dramatic. Uh, my own interpretation, I'm, I'm seven or eight years old. I die at the end. I collapse uh, in a wow. heap on the ground after hitting a really high note. And then I just get up and walk off. It's very good. I, I think that that should go on um, into the... It's on DVD. Yeah, I don't know highway. how to. Un, I don't know how to un-DVD it. <laughs> we can do in it. In effect, originally I recorded Samuel, onto a. Samuel's got this like can. swaggy. I, I can do that. Leave it with me. Okay. Does this go. mean? But still, like amateur theatre companies and stuff will do this. It's just the I Broadway don't know. Run. I don't, I don't get know. This. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I don't know how it works. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. I literally just read out the thing off another news media website. All I did. I am the bulletin. <laughs> hey, the bulletin's a lot better than that. The bulletin <laughs> is like facts rich and and context rich. I'm, it's not just okay, that was reading. A, admittedly a terrible self for the bulletin. I'm the real pod version of the bulletin. How's that? Yeah, yeah. You are you are to the bulletin what real pod is to podcasting. Podcasting, yeah. <laughs> An absolute disgrace. Let's have a quick dip into reality check. I have 
I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. Alyssa from Meth. Not we reported last week that she's on Judge Judy. Now she's lost her job. Lost her job. It's, it seems like she's living in hell now after that show. Like, yes, she was kind of the villain and did not come out off great, but she's getting like threats to her house. People are texting her phone. She's lost her job. It's a damn shame. And as we famously know, she has a child. She does have a child. <laughs> what was her job? She was an EA, an EA, executive oh, assistant. Sorry. Which I think is quite relevant because I was thinking about that when I was watching her. If I was like a, a fancy man and had an executive assistant, I do think she's borderline. It's sort of untenable to have someone who's just like massively famous for being really annoying. Like I just think that would be disruptive because an EA is supposed to be someone who just makes their high-powered executive's life go smoothly and just, you know, like is arranging their schedule and dealing with – things as they come along and I just think that I don't I was I kept thinking that as the show was on I was like I don't see how your job is sort of you can do your job in the same way that you used to when you now carry this outsized reputation as a villain and and yeah that's not fair but you know it it, it sort of does go along with like you when you submit yourself to the show that, that that's that's a, an outcome especially when you behave in a real villainous way. She can get some brand deals. Well, I have a bit of an update, actually, on the various career paths people are taking at the back of maths. Uh, oh. Maths? I just said maths. Can't really tell the difference, can you? Um, Ollie and Rupert are planning to use their platform to release a satirical podcast. Ah, no! Wow, Rupert. that's not <laughs> Rupert, that's what I mean. It's like, Ollie, sure, all day, every day, but Rupert... <laughs> Evelyn was already an influencer, but with the extra followers, she plans to further her career in the world of podcasts. Oh, with her best friend, her best friend Rice. Her best friend's called Rice, by the way. Uh, Harrison, as we know, is going to become a relationship guru. We can only presume that there will be a podcast element to that. Alyssa, is he really? Is he really going to do that? Do that? I mean, it's what he said. You know, wow. on the uh, show or subsequent? Subsequent. Bloody hell. Um, and Alyssa, who we know was just uh, coincidentally lost her job after appearing on Maths the same way I coincidentally lost my job uh, at a company after I had a baby. Um, she is going to start a podcast called the Bad Mums Podcast. Wow. Caitlin. Caitlin's doing she... something a little different. She's reactivating her OnlyFans account. Who's and... Caitlin? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shannon and Caitlin. Right. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Taylor. She's working as a nurse still, reportedly launching a podcast called Tazzy Tigers. <laughs> it's real buzzy how podcast, like, because one of them already had a podcast, right? Adam had a podcast. Oh, Remember? yeah. Like prizes? Prizes, yeah. Crypto. <laughs> how to win a prize pod. <laughs> uh, Jesse, probably one of the people who maybe should have a podcast, is um, planning on going into hosting and comedy. Hosting. A podcast? Oh, I don't no. know. The question mark. It's too much. Is the Shawnee show still happening? Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Shawnee with the frosted tips. <laughs> yeah. Such a bit part in the maths universe. Um, he was, you know, he, he was one of the early ones. You know. I wonder if it's worth, like, I mean, it's, no one's going to read this, but we'd really enjoy making it. It's like listening to 
all of the maths po- universe oh, podcasts and ranking idea. them. Mm. Don't steal that. So many. This has just been a great little stand-up meeting. Idea generation. (laughs) Is is, is NASA, would you count NASA's appearances on the real pod as his podcast? Probably, eh? I think he would. (laughs) (laughs) Award winning. Uh, I have to say, though, mass content is is a hot property in the podcast arena because I know we have lost a few listeners since we start recapping. Oh no! Wow. But, um, have you watched Blow Up? Anyone? I watched Blow Up. And is that? Could we? Could, do you think we could ride that train to um, to Listener Town? <laughs> we could give it a crack. <laughs> wow! I just realised what you said, Jane. Ride that train to Listener Town. <laughs> is it not good? Really I think good. It's quite good. It's really good. <laughs> I'm just not sure if those sort of like the skill-based like Lego masters and the sort of crafty arty ones, they don't have the same drama and talkability. And toxicity. Um, but Blow Up I thought was a bit of fun. I think a lot of people probably won't like it. I think if you're the kind of person who sneers at um, Disney adults, <laughs> you probably won't like Blow Up. <laughs> but if you're the kind of person who likes Wow, like me, <laughs> you will love Blow Up. <laughs> It was actually quite fun, and it's um, the only other thing I will say is it's very squeaky. Like oh. it, you almost have like a physical reaction. I had to pause it eight minutes in because I was like salivating <laughs> in this weird way, like I was about to vomit, <laughs> and I just needed some time away from the squeaks. I'd be really. It actually might be another good story. Is who did be a great oh to, to to do as a pull quote on on a teaser trailer. You're going to be so busy, Alex. I know. You bear in mind, out. you need to get all these out stat because, uh, because the all the other coming. all the other journalists <laughs> and all the other media outlets <laughs> are just waiting in the wings to grab these stories from you. Mm. If you don't push go. I know. God, it's hard being me. But yeah, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> it's colourful, family friendly fun. I will say that. And just don't think about the fact that, um, like. They kill uh, balloons, kill turtles, and stuff like that. <laughs> it's fine. They do use um, compostable. compostable. They do on the show, but right? In the world. They're, they're making big balloon very popular. Right. And I'm sure that I people see. aren't checking the fine print. They are, yeah. There. And they are at pains to mention the compostability and all of that. But I sort of thought they could have, like, maybe made a few more PSAs throughout the show um, to be like, don't release them into the air. You know, Sounds like a really great show you're pitching. <laughs> I just love a bit more kind of dry environmental messaging in my reality shows. <laughs> this is real popular. It was just like the first challenge was undersea creatures and I was like, ooh. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Someone should have thought about that a little bit harder. <laughs> um, Duncan has uh, discovered a great new show called Police 107. Well, it's actually not a great new, new show, man. It's, it's two episodes away from the grave, the forever grave. But, yeah, Police 107 is about to go off air after 750 episodes and over a 1,000 crimes solved. That's You can do the math on that. It's about 1.3 crimes solved per episode. Did you get pretty, confused pretty when you're adding up all the um, the Phantom of the Opera performances and the Police 107 Oh, it's an entirely different and, spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, so so um, like, because basically, police incidents being taken off air on account of being um, being racist, which is, it's not something which people love anymore. It used to be very popular, 
like racist TV shows, but now people are sort of a bit down on them. Um, which is, I think it's entirely appropriate that go off air, even though they have tried quite hard to sort of reform it and make it uh, a bit more sort of aware of the the modern environment in which it operates. But, um, and I'm not, not here to particularly defend it, but I have gone back and watched, like, there's vast quantities of it on uh, Tubi.tv, which is like a, a fast, like a free ad-supported television service. And... Um, I say, like the first season, the first season almost feels tonally different to what comes after because it doesn't have uh, Graham Bell, the like real who who is like admittedly a very like unintentionally funny host, Alexander Graham Bell. Yeah, totally. (laughs) They've got the inventor of the telephone to to host the show, but um, he just everyone's like a flaming idiot or whatever. He's got a real sort of Alf Stewart energy about him. But the first season's got he's not on it at all. And it's just basically super hosed sort of um, young New Zealanders in the early sort of 2000s. You know, like the, the very first guy, like, he, like, he like smashes up a bus shelter or something and then they get the dog and they find him and he's he's asleep, asleep in the park and <laughs> the dog wakes him and he's like, get the dog away from me, I'm, I'm way too stoned for this. And it's just... <laughs> Everything's just like really cute for some reason and it feels like incredibly low stakes. Like if you were to sort of happen upon this and have this be your understanding of how crime works in New Zealand, you'd, you'd, it looks like a total idol. There's this other bit where they pull over this guy for not having a seatbelt on and the Discovery's got a bald tyre and and uh, and he's real funny about it and then they basically they're sort of sitting there after writing him up for his um, seat belt and his ball tire and he does a burnout and then they have to pull him over for doing a burnout and then after that he like wipes he, he gets in front knocks on the on the bonnet of the police car and wipes his ass stagily oh. with the um oh. with the notice and then when they go past him he like tailgates them and is just sitting on their bum it's like this just really amazing <laughs> attitude towards policing from this guy um so like what I'm trying to say is, it's a terrible show and it should be banned. But real funny stuff on there if you go back far enough. It's a little bit like Renters, you know. Yeah, it's it's like Renters or Neighbours at War. There was a whole period, you know, motorway patrol, uh, noise control. There was a whole period where we were just shooting most of our most of the time when we were in conflict as a nation. And there were about two million New Zealanders at the time. We had cameras on all of us, and. <laughs> And it's, it's shot all over the country. Like the the budgets on this thing would, would have been wild. It was a big show. They had like a million, over a million viewers in Australia at its peak. Like people just just loved this content. Um, when you started, so, when you started talking, um, a little bit after you started talking, I had a <laughs> a child come into the room trying to like sign language that he wanted something, and I couldn't figure out his saying. So I got up and I went and I kind of helped him with some stuff. And then I came back thinking, I ran back thinking, ooh, hopefully Duncan's not finished yet. Sat down. <laughs> you weren't finished. And in fact, I probably could have gone off and not just said, yes, you can have some chips. I probably could have gone off and grown the potatoes, you know. <laughs> oh, it's basically giving you, you guys like a little a little tea break in the middle of the episode. Which actually quite you... I had a big nice drink of water actually. <laughs> I'm also like I'm on oh. the I'm on the floor of my bedroom on my knees and I actually did need to stand up because my legs were going to sleep. So actually thank you, Duncan. <laughs> but we look forward to reading your story about this as well, which will be up on the spin-off. 
sort of next week, maybe. Next I've week? just had it. It's just been bumped. It might just get, but it might become like because <laughs> of the the edgy take that is Police Ten Seven is terrible, but also funny. Um, it might just never get published. <laughs> do you think? Um, do you think maybe we could get someone from uh, from Police Ten Seven on the fold to talk about Sam Wallace? What it was. Sam Wallace. Uh, I, I read an interview with Graham Bell. Um, I hope that's his name. Um, and uh, with Catherine Wolf from like 2010. And man, he he's just ripping off terrible, hilarious quote after two. He's just one of those people who just only speaks and things that you're not allowed to say. It's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty crack up stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Last little bit of uh, reality check. Um, this is quite old. When I was noodling around Reddit, re um, the Briscoe's lady, Suzanne Paul, so on, I stumbled across a screen grab. Um, we may have talked to this before, but here we go. It's a screen grab of a text conversation between a mysterious Amy and a mysterious Reddit user. It says, hey, I'm currently casting for a new dating show in New Zealand. We're looking for singles with children over the age of 18 for a heartwarming new show. Join a group of singles at a beautiful retreat while your children create their own content about a parent seeking another chance at love. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in, please let me know. Whoa. The reply Whoa. from the Reddit user was, no thanks, reality TV is awful. You must have a screw loose and a desperate need to be on TV to do reality shows. Reality in, in inverted commas there. Um, you could have just said no thank you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously. No one says no thank you anymore. <laughs> that's the, Well, hey, they did start with no thanks. Yeah, um, true. To be fair, yeah, but, well, before going on an, an, honest, an honestly mindless tirade about reality television, which they're not remotely based in fact. So, you know, um, but I think this is three months old, uh, but I think it's an uh, interesting little thing for us just to keep on the radar. So it's older singles and teenage or early 20s kids. Is that the vibe? Yeah. Yeah, but it says your children create their own content. It so sounds real bad. It I've got sounds to say. like quite overcomplicated. Yeah. Um, like they're trying to be to bring it into the TikTok age or something, but also trying to save money. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids are basically recording the show for us. We just need to make last shot at love. The dating show set in, in an old age home. Like it's not compl- Don't overcomplicate it. Mm. That's what we want to see. Is like horny seniors. <laughs> horny it's, seniors. It's right there. What happened to the bachelor that was supposed to be coming out in the US that was going to be a senior as well? Remember Naldi. that? We re- they always we say reported, that. We reported that, didn't we, years I ago? Think, did we also report they were going to do an over 40s Love Island or something? I think that is in the works still. Um, maybe they just say is these that? things though. I could go on that. It's- you could. I could go on that. I go over over forties. Love Island. Sign me up. I got a text. You know. <laughs> you know how to say I got a text. I don't. I know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of our podcast. Wow. Thanks, guys. Wow. What a pod. It's been lovely. It's <laughs> what been a just really lovely. One of the great podcasts in real pod history. Samuel, clip this one and send it to um, everyone. <laughs> all of the awards. Attention, <laughs> everyone. all. It was high energy. It was informed. It was just, it was snappy. <laughs> Is it too late for us to be invited to the King's coronation? 
based on the quality of this one podcast. They reacted hastily to Police Ted 7 and a three-month-old Reddit exchange. Um, boy, oh boy, we're really uh, we're back in our flop era. This is where we belong, though, and we will um, rebuild. And if you like it, please do give us some five-star ratings. Leave us a review on the Apple machine, you know, like just. Or, or the Spotify machine. Or the Spotify machine. Share with your friends. I've started, like, on Spotify now, you can, there's a little thing that says, what did you think of this episode? And you can go in and, and share your kind thoughts. Your nice thoughts. If you it's say something only... nasty, I won't publish it. That's right. So, oh, do you approve it? I approve. I, oh, I love that. If you, you, if you want to see any? your name in lights, oh my god, uh, and under the, out the Spotify feed of the Real Pod, make sure you're saying only nice things. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go. This has been good. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Samuel. <laughs> Thanks, Samuel's not even listening. Can I just say I blame the amulet? <laughs> yeah, cursed amulet. <laughs> I need to get a chain for it. Hi, right. Kia ora e te iwi. Te Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.